Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Red Sox Precap with your hosts, Keaton DeRocher and Shelley Verstraight. Part of the Over the Monster Podcast Network. Welcome back to the Red Sox Precap Podcast, a podcast from the Over the Monster Podcast Network where we recap the series that just ended, preview the series that's about to start. That's recapping Cleveland, previewing Tampa, something we have already done several times in the past couple weeks, but brand new series brand new recaps slash previews jelly how's your long weekend going um it's going pretty great you know um outside of maybe the baseball i was kind of hoping for a sweep here but got some baking done it's it's been a nice relaxing weekend how's your weekend been it's been great i didn't realize it was a three-day weekend until friday so that was a nice nice little touch hey uh, today's been kind of a busy day, so it's nice to have another day to relax tomorrow. I have noticed, though, you've it seems like you've been on a bunt kick, uh, kick lately. How, how'd that pop up? <laughs> yeah, um, I've kind of got obsessed with baking again. So now everything that I do is baking. So I have so many cookies and cakes and just everything in my house. So the three-day weekend is really not great because... You know, I would take my baked goods to work. So now I have so many treats at my house. It's kind of becoming an issue. Yeah, I saw a mini bunt cake maker at Target the last time I was there. And my girlfriend talked me out of it and was like, well, maybe next time. And now I've seen all the bunt cakes that you've made. And I'm like, damn it, I kind of want to make a bunch of bunt cakes. <laughs> I'm sorry, Shelby. Um, going forward... <laughs> Keaton's going to get that mini bunk cake maker, so (laughs) sorry, Shelby. I am. All right, but we got some baseball to get to. Uh, Again, the Red Sox were headed in the direction of a sweep here against Cleveland this weekend. Couldn't quite wrap it up, but do get a series win, so let's dive on in. Game one, Nathan Evaldi versus Cal Quantrill, another rematch from the series uh, last weekend. Classic Evaldi game, nine Ks, two walks, six hits, but did end up giving up three runs. What were your thoughts on Evaldi's start here? Uh, yeah, I mean, you pretty much nailed it there. I mean, this was a classic Evaldi start. Like, he racked the strikeouts. He really limited the walks. And then, like, towards the end, he kind of gave up some runs. And, yeah, kind of was okay. 
Like, if you just look at his stat line. But, I mean, this is what you wanted from Eovaldi. I, I, I was totally okay with it. I, I felt that he looked great. Yeah, solid game. Uh, after racking up the last couple of save chances after Barnes landed on the COVID list, Ottavino came in in the seventh to finish that off after Valdi uh, pitched six and a third. Brazier then returned uh, and gave up two hits, a walk, and a run run before he was lifted, and Garrett Whitlock finished it off for the save. Um, well, uh, we'll talk more about the closer role after game two. But for the bats, Schwarber and Renfro had awesome days, carried the offense, each had three RBIs. Uh, as the Red Sox got the win, eight to five. Game two: Tanner Houck versus Eli Morgan. This was another rematch from last weekend. Tanner Houck looked great; couldn't get out of the fifth, but he did rack up seven punchouts, no walks, only gave up three hits. Uh, we still feel good about Houck as a starter. Um. I, I don't. Sadly, I don't. Um, uh, we haven't really seen him get past the fifth. I mean, yeah, he didn't really get past like 60-some pitches in this particular outing, which I thought was kind of... Uh, he was kind of like rolling, so I was surprised that Cora took him out. But we haven't really seen him go very deep. So until I see that, I don't think that we have a really a starter here. Uh, you know, third time through the light, it's th- third time through the order, we're not really seeing the, uh, you know, the results that we see the first and second time through the order. So I don't think that Hauk is a starter going forward. I guess that other piece, though, is what's the alternative, right? Because he can get through, yeah. he's consistently gotten through five doing well. It's just, you can't get much further than that. Um, it would it make more sense to leave him in that role for five innings versus like Perez for two and someone else for basically mashing a bullpen together? Because I don't know if they have another option as a starter that they could replace him with, right? Oh, I totally agree. I totally agree. But when I say when when you ask me like, do you think that he's a starter? I think a starter should go. I sh- I think a starter should be able to go more than five innings. That's that's my thing. That's, that's fair. That's my thing with him. Yeah, that's fair. Austin Davis, Hansel Robles, and Phillips Valdez followed and didn't allow any runs, taking a three-run lead into the, into the ninth, where Adam Bonavino came in, second day of work, and blew it. Gave up three hits, three runs, and he ended up as the pitcher of record, though, when Verdugo bailed him out with a game-winning hit in the ninth to get the walk-off Devers. Hit his 33rd home run, drove in his 100th RBI uh, in the 7th off Blake Parker. So, back to the closer. Um, Ottavino didn't get the save of opportunity in the previous game, although I believe it was tied when he came in originally. Um, that went to Whitlock. Next save opportunity, though, he gets it, he blows it. Last time we talked about how we didn't feel great about Ottavino in this role. When the next opportunity for a save comes up, who should be going out there? Yeah, this is a good question. Um, honestly, I think it should be Whitlock. As much as I like Adovino and what he has done, he's really inconsistent at this point. Like he has a you know, he's a good outing, bad outing. Um, but give me Garrett Whitlock as the closer. 
I don't know if, you know, Alex Cora is going to go that route. Um, but I feel more comfortable with Whitlock over Adovino at this point. What about the other Garrett and how well Richards is pitching the bullpen? Do you think you could use him as a closer <laughs> and leave uh, Garrett Whitlock in that, like, util relief role? Yeah, wouldn't that be just like a just a total just mine f at this point? <laughs> yeah. Garrett Richards just totally bombs as a starter and then becomes the closer for the Red Sox. I'm for it. Like oh, we saw him. I mean, we're, we are recording this on Sunday. We saw him kind of like warming up. Sadly, he didn't get in the game today, but. Yeah, he's been he's been really really good in the bullpen. So yeah, let's get a Garrett on Garrett kind of you know uh, battle for the closer. In my opinion, I like it. I I would just basically because of just the irony of him <laughs> yes and the turnaround of his season, it would be great. All right, and then game three, Red Sox looking for another sweep. Cleveland manages to get the win on Sunday. Uh, this one was Crawford versus Plesak. Crawford, um, Cutter Crawford, made his major league debut because uh, it was supposed to be Nick Pavetta start, but then he tested positive for COVID. Him and Danny Santana on the COVID list. Two more bite the dust. Uh, you can tell he was a bit nervous. The baseball gods didn't help him out much, uh, he, as some of his hits were dink and dunk hits. Sadly. Uh, when he left, he was charged with five earned after Schreiber came in in relief in the second. Did go three innings, racked up five Ks. Then uh, Gonsalves, Brazier, and Robles followed for an inning each, kept Cleveland at bay uh, before it all went to hell in the ninth when Phillips Valdez got charged for five. Um, but looping back to Carter Crawford, what did you think of the youngster's debut? It's kind of what I expected. Um, he didn't know that he was going to get the start until this morning um, when Pavetta went on the IL. So making your major league start and you only know that you're making your major league debut the morning of, I totally understand. I, I really do like Cutta Crawford. Cutta Crawford. I, I'm hoping that he's kind of like a number three, number four type of starter. But I was totally okay with his performance today. Just knowing that he didn't know until this morning that he was making his major league debut. So, I mean, you could see that he was extremely nervous on the mound. And I totally understand that. So, I still believe in the dude. Um, It wasn't a good outing, but there were still some really good pitches and stuff that we did see from, from him. Since Pavetta now, I think, has to miss 10 games, there's a turn in his rotation now that's going to come up. Do you think that Crawford gets that second turn through the order? Yeah, yeah, I really do think so. Um, At this point, I don't know who is on and who is off the COVID (laughs) IL. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, Yeah, it's just ugh at this point. But I do think that maybe uh, Crawford does make another start. And when he does, I will definitely be tuning in because this is going to be his second start. He will know that he is making this start so he can be, you know, 
maybe a little bit more composed. Because, I mean, literally, like, when he's on the mound, you could tell that he was a bit nervous. Um, so, yeah, I will be tuning in. Yeah. Um, on the offensive side, I'm not sure where we go. I was going to ask what you do, but um, given how many people are on the COVID list, I don't know if there's anybody else you can turn to or really kind of any shakeups you can make in the lineup. You just kind of have to run it out there. However, they were bad today. As, as bad as the offense was, giving up 11 runs, Red Sox offense went 3 for 18 with runners in scoring position. 13 hits, 7. 7 of those hits went for extra bases, and they only were able to get 5 runs across and stranded 32. 32 batters. Uh, Aruz alone left seven men on base. Is there anything you can do, or is this kind of just you need to, to hope that they execute and these are the guys that you have to run out there? Yeah, I, I mean, I think that we're really stuck with this. I mean, this game was extremely frustrating because, I mean, we were getting, like, um, hits and then extra base hits, like, so doubles off the Green Monster, off Plesak, and off all the other the other relievers for Cleveland and we just really just could not put anything together it was an extremely frustrating game and I'm hoping I'm hoping that we can get better than that but I, I I don't know I mean this is just I don't know I don't know really what to think about the offense at this point we can get yep. hits together, but we can't put enough hits together to get some runs. Yeah, and I don't think until they start getting guys healthy and off the list, I don't know there's really much to shake up. You just kind of have to – this is the crew we're going to have for a few games, which obviously not great when you're heading into a series against Tampa, but <laughs> that's what you got. Yeah, yep. Uh, who is your MVP of the series? Um, I, I guess I, I, I went with Alex Verdugo because he kind of came clutch – uh, with a couple games there, um, I don't really know who I really pick other than him. Um, yeah, I mean that's a good one. Uh, he had hits in all three games. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go with Renfro. He did have six yes. RBIs in the series. Had another three today uh, in the two hole. A couple runs scored. So uh, I'm gonna go with Renfro there. Awesome. Um, that does it. That's Cleveland. Route all wrapped up. Um, take a quick break. Come back and preview series coming up against the Rays. Your up to the minute Major League Baseball standings in the American League East: Tampa Bay leads the Yankees by seven and a half. Boston by eight. Toronto by twelve. Baltimore by forty-two. Wildcard standings, a lot more interesting than we uh, the last spoke three games ago, uh, or even a week ago. The Yankees have a half-game lead on Boston right now, who has a three-and-a-half-game lead on Seattle, and a four-game lead on Toronto and Oakland, as both of them. Oakland has uh, been on a bit of a struggle bus lately, uh, dropping three in a row. So the Red Sox kind of have a little bit of breathing room, and they've almost caught up the Yankees. Um, that leads into another big series here against Tampa pitching matchups for that series Chris Sale versus uh, Ryan Yarbrough Eduardo Rodriguez versus Rasmussen and Nathan Evaldi versus Shane McClanahan uh, not great matchups but nice to see 
Sale getting another turn against Tampa. Um, yeah, I totally agree. And I, when I was putting this pre-pro together, like I was really excited about this matchup. Um, we got basically our top three starters going up against Tampa. This is what we need. We need the sale to come out, you know, fire emojis, um, and then Erod and Ervaldi. Like this is our you know, top three guys going up against Tampa. I feel pretty good about this series. Yeah, I do too. Um, they've seen Rasmussen now. This will be the third time they've seen him in, I think, three weeks. Uh, so if they don't have a good feel for this guy by now, I'm not sure what else they can do. McClanahan had a pretty decent outing against the Red Sox um, last time, but Avaldi tends to do well against him as well. So it's not going to be an easy series, but it feels like one with high expectations, especially since the Red Sox were up until today on a four-game win streak and things were kind of looking up there after they won the last two against Tampa in the middle of the week. Um, bats, I don't know if they're – I mean, this is the bummer about all these games that they have. The schedule's been weird, and they just keep playing the same teams in quick succession. But I feel like we've already kind of exhausted everything we can say about Tampa. They're in first. They're good. We get it. Uh, it's going to be tough for these Red Sox pitchers. So let's just, uh, what's your prediction for a series MVP and outcome? Um, series MVP, I'm going to go with Schwarber. Um, I have Good one. Just really, I, I fall in love with the dude. The dude, he just gets on base and I love it. So I'm going with him for um, MVP. And I think... Just with the pitching matchups, I think we take two out of three. But this is going to be a really interesting three-game stint. This is a really great time, too, because Rodriguez is coming off of the best start that we've seen from him. Sale obviously just looked good in, in beating them, and Evaldi's been really stellar lately as well. It seems just like a perfect storm. I think two out of three is also f- looking pretty good. Uh, I'm going to go Chris Sale for my series MVP, setting the tone from the jump. Love it. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this edition of the podcast. Thanks for listening. We have a whole bunch of other great Over the Monster Network podcasts that you can listen to. Matt and Brian do the Over the Monster pod. Jake and myself do the Red Seat. And Shelly and the amazing Bob talk minor league prospects on the Red Sox on Deck pod. Uh, you can find Shelly on Twitter at ShellyV underscore 643. You can find me at the Spoken Keats. Thanks for listening.